Welcome to the Batphone Podcast, where we talk about combat sports, comic books, gaming, pop culture, and anything else my friends want to talk about. Hosted by yours truly, Nick Batman Hughes. All right, picking up the Batphone today is the heavily, heavily requested, possibly the biggest guest we've ever had on the podcast so far. It is the... Evan the Fizz Glicos. Finally, he's made his first appearance on the podcast. I'm sure it's going to be the first of many. Evan, how are you going, man? I am very well, thank you. Um, whoever requested to have me on here, thank you very much. It means heaps. You've just thanked absolutely everyone in the <laughs> South Australian MMA Because <laughs> you got constantly requested to yeah, be no. They want to see what makes you tick. And I, yeah. and I hope that over the course of you know, this podcast, I, I get to explain a little bit more as to why. Why everyone feels this way about you specifically. Because you are really the most one of the most beloved characters in the entire scene. And um, it's not just because you've been around for so long, which you have. Yeah. But for me, from my perspective, and I, I like to do this, I like to share my perspective on things. Like, you got to remember, you've been involved in the fight camp for so many athletes. You, you took the long road to the cage, but I'm talking like, yep, Jake Chenoweth, Tim Rogers, P. Van, PJ Van Guyen, Levi Mason Collins, Mark Ludy, Jarek Paynes, uh, I'm talking Tony Caruso, Alan Philpot, Raja Shippen, Mike Turner, all of these people over an incredibly long period of time. You've, you've actually been a dedicated disciplined, consistent training, drilling, and sparring partner for all of them, all of them over time. And I think the other thing is when people see you do that, you know, you, you become everyone's little brother because you give everyone a thousand percent. You, you've sparred with everyone. You train with everyone, even Brando's fight camps. You know, you've, you've trained and sparred with everyone during that process. And they just see you as a guy who gives a 100% honest effort. And again, again, like interacting with you on a personal level, I've never heard you say a bad word about anyone. Like you don't have a bad bone in your body. I don't think you have the capacity to be dishonest. You know what I mean? It makes you incredibly trustworthy and incredibly genuine. And I think that makes everyone very, very trusting of you. And, but also very protective of you. Everyone, Everyone we've had on the podcast and everyone that's reached out to the podcast, they've had a genuine interest in you as a person. They've had a genuine interest in your progression as an athlete. And you've been grinding and grinding and grinding for years. But it comes from that place of trust and caring and support because you've been there to care and support for everyone with your actions over years and years and years. So I think, you know... We joke and we laugh and we talk about... I mean, you are literally the heart and soul of this fight team. But it's because you've been that rock for so long. And I, I talked to uh, to Ryan about this. Ryan Cooper as well. Another one of the guys who you've been so consistently um, there for. Mm. He brought up a really good point, which was learning styles. You know, we talked on the podcast about Ryan's learning style, how he learns and how he relates to the people yeah. around him. Mm. And your learning style is a little bit different. You're a grinder, but you're a doer. You have picked up things from every single person who's ever had input into your career. And I think where that comes from, again, is like you're so genuine, right, that 
when someone asks you to do something in training, they know that you're going to give a 100% honest effort. If Marchin asks you to do something, yes. if Reese asks you to do something, if Jackie asks you to do something, if I ask you to do something, or try something, or yes. give something a go, right? Give a technique a go. You will do it to 100% of your capacity because that's just the way that you are. And not only for people from our club, from our academy as well. When Luke Vidler's come in, when you, you've been out and trained at M16, you've been out and trained at, at Element, when our gym was moving, mm. you were there for all of those guys as well. And they got to see the same thing that we got to see, yeah. which is that 100% Evan Glicos. You know what I mean? And it's, look, man, you know, all credit to you because the role that you've played over time has been a hard role to play. Like you've been the dedicated sparring partner to all of those guys that we mentioned, but you took the long road to the cage because of it. You know what I mean? It was harder for you than a lot of people to get to that cage. And that moment was a massive, massive moment for you. And I'm, we'll get to that. You know what I mean? We'll get to that, that first fight. But, you yes. know, I had to go on a five minute rant to tell everyone about how awesome you are. And I wasn't going to let you jump in because um, yeah, I need to, I need to get all of those things off my chest. But yeah. The first time I met you, the first time I saw you, it wasn't the same fizz. It wasn't, you weren't the fizz yeah. yet. You oh. weren't fizzing yet. I, I don't remember hearing you even speak. Look, well, seriously, yeah. man, I, don't, I don't remember hearing you speak maybe for the first three weeks that I knew you. The first time I met you and that you mm. came into the academy is when we were sharing space yeah. with Universal, right? Yeah. So, yeah. what made you want to come in? to Trinity MMA like what was your uh, martial arts experience at that time and, and why did you feel comfortable coming into to Trinity MMA what made you come in and what made you stay um, I think it was the uh, the vibe and uh, it's how do I put it like um, there's no negativity mm. like around and everyone's pretty pretty positive and you know it's all the there's a lot of banter as well that's how um that's how i fed, fed from that yeah yeah so um and yeah that's what um made me like come to training every day is for for the uh, for the banter like so there were some days uh, i couldn't be bothered coming to the training but um you guys like motivated me coming in and with the uh, the bit like the banter and, yeah. and the giggles and stuff. That's what made me made me come in and stuff and and it would uh, make me feel appreciative of the the attention that I'll be getting, sort of thing. So so well, yeah. you put in so yeah. much to everyone else. And you're right, like, we have a ton of fun. <laughs> but you've got to realise you're the source of that fun. Oh. You're the source of that banter, you know what I mean? You bring up references yeah. from shows all the time, man. Like, I feel like I feed from that. Like, you do? You guys, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's what like, makes me happy. I feel like here is uh, where I belong. This is where, this is where I fit in. Hmm. Because... Uh, throughout throughout high school, I did have friends and stuff, but I didn't feel like uh, I'd fit in anywhere, you know. So I feel like the first time in my life, this is 
this is something I feel like I fit in where I, where I belong, sort of thing. So yeah, didn't, I think yeah. I think man, you could fit in in any club. You could fit it. You really could. You could slot yeah. in anywhere in any academy across South Australia, yeah. and I just think we're lucky to have you. To be honest with you, man. Um, but you said you know you felt like you didn't fit in in school. What, yeah. Did that sort of lead you to martial arts? Yes. Did you, you had you felt like you had a tougher time yeah, in school? Yeah, I did. Um, I didn't really have anything going for me and stuff. Uh, you um, play soccer? Oh, yeah, like I did a little, like a little bit. My I like, didn't didn't really work out well. Yeah. Like, this is when I was in primary school and stuff. I was <laughs> shit at other sports. <laughs> yeah, so, and then my, my parents got me into basketball. I stayed there for years, but but it wasn't wasn't clicking. Mm. Like, it was just my parents wanted me to do something to, somewhere to keep me fit. Yeah. Sort of thing. And, and yeah, like, and then a uh, couple, couple guys from, from high school found this uh, kickboxing gym uh, mm-hmm. down at Universal and and I wasn't really committed then because like I didn't have no transport plus and I didn't didn't have uh, that much money at the time to to um like like pay for for the stuff and like to be committed so 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 yeah like I tried to get there every week or every fortnight and like started there when I was 16 and and that's where I met Mike Turner yeah <laughs> so he was a big motivator for you coming in I mean, oh, yeah. that big head magnet yeah, of, like, of positivity right? yeah yeah when I when I first when I first saw him I was like you know a bit bit imitate, <laughs> intimidated because he's loud and, yeah. and like and, really enthusiastic yeah. and and I remember at the time you were sort of yeah. still in your shell a little bit yeah yeah and that's when I met you guys when I was 18. Yeah. I met you guys when I was 18. And, um, sure, I didn't yeah. realise you were that young. Yeah, I was 18 at the time, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. I had no idea you were that young at that time. Because yeah. I actually remember one of the first times we had a, a proper conversation was you needed a lift home. Yeah. Yeah, you needed a lift home from when we were sharing the gym with, Uni- with Universal. And I got to spend a little time with you, talk about your family, and talk about you know we were, you didn't know I was Greek as well. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the first time you found out. I was, you were so happy when you found out yeah. I was also Greek, mm. and I got into you about you have to be a good wrestler, otherwise you're going to let down <laughs> our entire race. Of people. <laughs> and you took it seriously yeah. from yeah. that moment onwards. Yeah. You you put the axe in mm. the grind when it came to your wrestling, and just became this like. Mm transition machine <laughs> <laughs> this grappling machine yeah yeah no it's awesome yeah so so Mike was one of the first contact points for you and yeah. then you met who else did you meet from America uh, well there was Richard Blake at the time that's right Richard yeah you Blake. had a really good connection with yeah. Richard Blake and yeah. United and it wasn't United at that point in yeah, time. it was yeah. Umasai I remember. Yeah. yeah and then um, then they had their own facility at like Turned into United, mm. so you know I wanted to give give them a try. They were very they were very nice to me as well. You know, and I, I, I stayed there for for a bit, like a bit of a bit of a while, and uh, and I I felt like I, I wanted to be committed with with Trinity because I felt like I just I needed more more bodies to um, like to do stuff with, like to learn from, yeah. yeah. Because uh, that's how you learn, right? You learn yeah. with by doing and experiencing things yeah. with different people. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, so... 
And plus, and I knew, and I feel like I just, oh, I feel like I, I would be given more, more things mm. as like with more more techniques and more like variety of things. Yeah. I feel like I can I can do here and uh, to like to progress mm. to progress and uh, and we weren't going to rush you either yeah. as well to the cage. We we knew yeah. that that was you expressed to us that that was something that you really wanted to do. Yeah. And you were super engaged with learning and techniques. You know, to this day, every time you see something new, I can see it on your face, you know. Yes, yeah, you audibly say yes. Ah, oh, this, you know, you're actually really involved and, and happy to see new techniques and things that maybe you already knew, but now you can learn them in yes. a different way. And you've that's been able it. to learn from everyone as well, yeah. every, every coach within this academy. So, mm. yeah, it's been something that's been really good. I think also, you know, especially in those early days, uh, you know, as I say, you weren't quite out of your shell yet. Yeah, definitely. Um, you weren't the fizz yet, right? But how did how did we even get to the fizz? You know, the fizz is probably your sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth nickname, right? So yeah, I think it was so was it Tim? I think Tim, Tim started this yeah. trend. You've just been the man yeah. of many names. So yes. Ev, Evan, Revy, Rev, Rev, Reverend, Reverend, the Reverend Evan. Then there's, then there's testify. Add-ons. There's yeah. add-ons to Fizz, Fizzlet, oh, Fizz man. Daddy. Oh like, god! And then like every lyric of every song, like Fizzy, Fizzy, Fizzy. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Yeah. And the, all of that, and that's the banter you're talking about, right? Like that's yeah. the kind of stuff that brought you out this of your is, shell. Yeah. You know, and everyone in the entire academy got involved in it because we wanted to see that side of you. You know, yeah. we wanted to see you come out yeah. of your shell and, and integrating and interacting. And then when you're around Reese and when you're around those guys and with and you get pissed at me if I call you Evan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, th- I feel like you shouldn't because there's so many <laughs> names you can call me under the sun. So you best not to call me Evan no more. Just call me all, all these names. Um, and I'm, Do you I'm have happy. a favourite one? Do you have a favourite name I'm, you've been called? I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm not fast. I'm I mean, fast. The Fizz is your fight name. Yes. Like, that's the one that starts the one <laughs> in the end. That's the one yeah. that clicks. That's the one I feel like it sort of suits me, says it all. Mm. So, But yeah. I mean... I think the reason why it does is because Tim was the one who came up. Yeah, because he was like, he sees how enthusiastic you are about everything, like about all the techniques that are happening. You're excited to spar, excited to learn, and when you rock into the academy, the academy, you're positive and you're happy. You're that nucleus of positivity for everyone, and I don't know what we do without you in the academy, Um, man. Like we, we, everyone talks about it. Yes. You know, and everyone feels really protective of you. And I think that's for those reasons. And as soon as you start to integrate with people and interact with people, like Tony Caruso, for example, the yes. first time Tony Caruso came into the academy, you were sheepish because you were a fan of his. Yes. You know, you were a legitimate fan of his. And I, I pulled Tony aside and I'm like, hey, Tony, you should uh, invite Evan to coffee one day. Just like, I wasn't joking, yeah. right? But I didn't even... I, Tony's an awesome guy, and we yes. both know that, right? Yes. And because I'm like, he's a big fan of you, man. Like, just, you know, talk to him and chat to him. But you were a fan. He showed you some love and support. Yes. And then you became his peer, and then you became his friend. And then he started to see what we saw in you, which is, hey, hang on a sec. This guy's here every single day. He's putting work into me, and then he got really invested in your progression and your your journey to the cage um, you know and that's that's what happens with everyone that's what ha- happens with every single person 
who interacts with you. Uh, and every single time I have a conversation about you, whether it's with a promoter, whether it's with Miles from M16, they all say the same thing. They all say the same thing. And that's, that's super rare, super rare in this industry um, to have one person. It's kind of like Mike Turner. Really. Yeah. I, I'd say it's similar to Mike Turner. Yes. Like no one has a real bad word to say about Mike Turner. He can move through any social circle, any academy circle, and just be that, again, that nucleus of positivity. And he has been for so long. You know what I mean? He doesn't have bad things to say about people and people don't have bad things to say about him. You know, he was the first one who brought me out of my shell, right? We brought you out of your shell. He brought me out of my shell. You know what I mean? So, oh man, we we are constantly like uh, quoting (laughs) pop culture references. I remember Boats and Hoes, like that went on for, like if we don't know what I'm talking about, Step Brothers, Boats and Hoes. (laughs) That went on for months, oh, man. Every time yeah. I saw you and Will Farrell from Eastbound and Down, yeah, every yeah. time I see you, all I need to say is, I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you follow it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Deep in my plums. <laughs> good <laughs> Two times. plums for one. Good, good times. Good times, yeah. <laughs> Getting this, ready to take those plums to yeah, farmer's market. This is what motivated me to come to training. This, this stuff here. That's so cool, man. That's so cool. Because look, fighting's a hard yeah. life, right? Fighting yes. is a hard life. Why make it harder? Mm. You know what I mean? And yes. um, man, I'm, I cherish those moments. I cherish those things. They do mean a lot to me. And um, yeah, so moving moving forward from that, uh, your journey to the cage. And, um, you know, we have this system, right, that we go through. And you're sort of part of the older system. Everything was a little bit more in-house. Mm. You, you had a lot to go through. You know, you show up to every class, you show aptitude and consistency, and you have to show skill progression. We're not going to let you progress into the advanced fight team without showing skill progression. Yes. And you did that, and it took time, but you did that. Mm. And then you become a dedicated sparring partner, Right, you have to show accountability and consistency to those guys who are already in fight camp, and you did that in leaps and bounds over years and years and years, uh, showing that consistency and accountability. And then we wanted you to have grappling competitions. We wanted you to compete and develop that competitive edge because at the end of the day, man, like we have to amp you up in sparring. Yes, you know we don't have to pull you back from clocking people. We have to tell you to punch harder. <laughs> Because you're so friendly and you're so nice. You don't want to hurt your friends. Yeah. Like, I get it and we see it, you know. And that, I think that's why Marchin ended up being in your corner because he was yes. one of those guys that could bring it out. And that's why like, I needed him. You did. Yes. You did. And it was a good call. Yes. It was a really good call. Um, but, yeah, you went through that process and then we turned it around, right? Okay, so now we're seriously looking at Evan to compete in his first amateur MMA bout. He's got to hit a weight class. We talked about that weight class. You wanted to go a little bit lower. I wanted you to be at yes. 70. Yeah. So that you didn't have to push yourself to cut for your first fight. And you had a bit of a trial bout and you did great. And here it comes. Here we go. Where things are getting announced. So at this point in time, I want to ask you when your profile picture came out, mm. right? And it's Evan Glicos, Evan the Physical Glicos. And, um, you know, you're matched up with an opponent. Your opponent now has a name. Things start happening. It's on DFC. How did that make you feel at the time? Oh, it just, just felt like I was dreaming. Felt like you were dreaming. <laughs> yeah, because, because like, I've been to, been to, like, 
these these shows like I've only missed out like a couple of DFC shows, but mm. but I've been to most of them and and you know I've been saying to myself, yeah, I really want to get in there, really want to mm. make a run at this, and all of a sudden, wow, it's actually happening. Yeah, yeah. Was it a daunting yeah. prospect? Uh, was it like full on? Yeah, it was was a bit exciting as well, and I'm like. Like oh wow, can't believe it's happening! Like mm. because like I'm seeing everyone go going through all this, and now all of a sudden it's happening to me. Yeah. So and you've seen so, everyone yeah. go through the anxieties as well. Yeah. Like I remember talking to PJ about this. I asked him the same question, mm. not on a podcast, yeah. but uh, you know he brought it up. Like we work so hard for it, and you work so hard for it for so many years, and then you see these things start happening around you, and you just go, holy shit, what have I got myself into? Yes. Like now, because you've seen it, right? You've seen, you saw Mike Turner fight Brandon Sassoli and like you see all these matchup announcements and come and go and it looks really cool, but then you're actually in it. Yes. And things get very real, very quickly. And your mind starts playing games on you. You start looking for a way out. And I had a really shitty coach back in the day, not uh, in martial arts in a different sport, mm. but he said something to me that um, unfortunately has been quite true throughout my time as a, as a, you know, as a sporting enthusiast, I guess, not necessarily as a, as an athlete, but when you are looking for a way out, that's when you know you're working hard enough. And unfortunately our mind does crazy shit. Like it really does. It does crazy gymnastics to sort of try and get ourselves out of situations. Like you've worked so hard for this and then you're like, Oh man, I don't, should I really be here? Do I deserve this? Do I really deserve it? Have I worked hard enough? Oh, maybe I can't do this. Maybe I'm not ready. Maybe this, maybe that. But then each day passes, day by day by day. You put in the work in fight camp. You're working your ass off harder than you've ever trained before. You're earning it more than you've ever earned it before. And day goes by, day goes by, day goes by. And you're getting closer to fight time. You're getting closer to that fight day. And um, we know you. And we know that you wear your heart on your sleeve. And all the way through that process, we saw the edge starting to come out in you. And we're like, right, this is excellent. And people don't know also, you're a bit of an MMA historian, right? So any, yes. any fact, any detail, anything that anyone ever brings up. So whenever you're sparring, I'll say something to you like, Fizanovsky, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, Volkanovsky. <laughs> and that'll just, you'll just start channeling the yeah. style of Volkanovsky because you know exactly what I'm talking mm. about in that moment in time. Uh, and we should, we should touch more on that because I want, I want to draw out some, some MM, Evans MMA historical <laughs> facts. But um, we started to see that edge developing you within a fight camp. Mm. But again, everything gets really real. What, what are your memories of the fight camp? leading up to your first fight when everything got turned on you and now it was time to go how did you feel during fight camp in that process? it still felt unreal sort yeah. of thing uh like i was always very nervous coming coming to training every time mm. like it was it was drills all on me sort yeah. of thing it was just just crazy moments so now every it's all about you you're in the middle because you're yeah. used to being yeah. the guy yeah who, who comes in and does the drill for the other person and it's all centered around them, but now it's all centered mm. around you. So yeah. you said you were nervous coming yes, to training. Very. Like, so you had to face that demon every day, mm. every day that you came to train. Yes. 
wow, that's awesome, man. That's hard. That's a hard existence. But um, I think a lot of people in the fight game, when they hear that, they'll be able to relate to that as well. And um, I know that during that time period as well, we had a closure at Trinity MMA. We were moving from one place to the next. So you, you know, I said to the fight team and the rest of the group, hey, this is an opportunity here. We don't know how long we're going to be closed mm-hmm. for because we had to move from one gym to another premises and that just it spiraled out of control almost and we didn't know if we were going to have a gym anymore and i said look everyone this is your opportunity get out there train with people in the community and you know take advantage there's guys out there there's declan moody there's lachlan warren there's uh, all the guys at progressive there's m16 with miles there's all the guys at element as well there are people in this industry that you like and admire hey go out there and train with them. And you took that on board and you trained with the guys at Element and you went out to M16 and trained as well. And um, I know that they got a lot out of it and I know that you got a lot out of it too. So when you entered into that fight camp and you were coming into fight day, you actually had more support than you'd ever had in your life. (laughs) More support you'd ever had because it's like three or four clubs worth of support. They just wanted to see you do well. So I remember, you know, rocking up to the event when you were going to fight and just everyone was on your side. Even Nick, Nick Edwards, he was yeah. backstage, he was nodding his head like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, man, that was an incredible, let's talk about that yeah. night. That was an yeah. incredible night. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Everyone could see what you were going through. I, in complete honesty, I've never seen anyone as nervous in my life. I've never seen any fighter as nervous as you were in your life. But you know what? It stems from what we were talking about before. You're just 100% genuine. And, and you were showing every emotion that you were feeling. And it's not like that's a form of weakness. Every fighter there was going through what you were going through. You were just expressing it more outwardly. But I'm looking at Tim. Tim's looking at me. I'm looking at Jake. Jake's looking at Tim. We're all like, is this is Evan going to make the walk? Because, you know, you're going through your rounds. Your, yeah. your warm-up. Yeah. And, you know, it's heavy breathing. Water, mm. What were you feeling in that moment? Oh, my, my, my mouth was getting dry at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Sweating a bit. Um, yeah. But you oh. were barely getting through, like, a shadow warm-up round. Yeah, you had to stop and, and think about it. Mm. And, you know, backstage was uh, in our corner. It just so happened to be M sixteen and Element yes. were all in our corner, so they're all seeing this as well. Yeah, and um, it was it's possibly the most endearing moment I've ever I've ever experienced because you were struggling. You know what I mean? But you started to audibly say the things that you were feeling inside, and you were saying, "Oh my god, this is crazy! I can't believe this is happening. This is crazy!" And you know, think about it: a fighter. Backstage, warming up, ready to fight, saying, this is crazy. And to put context on that, you're talking about the entire situation. You're about to go into a cage and fight another man. And I think those were the things that were going through your head. Am I correct in that statement? Yes. Yeah. And you were audibly saying it. And, you know, guys from other gyms like, yeah, it's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. And I'm just like, well, I mean, he's making a good point here. (laughs) This is pretty crazy. But, you know, saying, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. And I'm, I'm, but you know what? Yeah. You did. You did. Yeah. And no one around was thinking any less of you. In fact, I'm, I think it was either, it was either Sam Warren from mm. Element or it was Tom Davis, mm. who was at Element at the time. Yes, yes. 
he was the one who said it. He was just like, man, he's just saying what we're all thinking, you know? And you, by doing that, you invoked such emotion from all of those people around you. And as we're walking out, I just said, give it a big yell at, at, the, at the front of the, the rampway. Mm. And I don't know if you had thought about doing that beforehand. It's contemplating. You're contemplating it, yeah. Because yeah. I've been, you know... You've been thinking about this moment for yeah, a while. Yeah, to do yeah. that, that yeah. sort of thing. And you encouraged me to do it. And yes. then you did it, mm. right? And it was a very powerful moment. And I think that inside me and all of those people who were behind you, we all screamed and yelled with you. And there it was. There was the fizz, you know what I mean? Making that walk, no matter how hard it was, mentally, physically, emotionally, all of those people you've ever sparred with, all of that turmoil that you'd gone through, there you were making that walk step by step to the cage and you had earned the right to be there and you flipped that switch. And when you got in there, you performed amazingly. You did everything that we asked you to do and there you were, landing your shots, landing your takedowns. Tim Rogers is probably going to make up, you know, a host of t-shirts later on that says Evan Glicos won that fight, you know what I mean? But obviously the judges didn't see it that way. We can't fault Jacob Barron for doing yeah. what he did. You know, he did his job. Yes. Um, we believe that you were victorious on that night. Yes. That's just how it goes. That's how the fight game yeah. goes, you know what I mean? But when you came backstage... You were met with the biggest round of applause from M16, from Element, from everyone, from Kim Robinson's gym. Everyone who was back there was in complete support of Evan, the physically close. And I thank them for that. I thank them for that because I've seen it, you know. I've, I saw everything that you went through to, to make that walk. And I commend them for understanding in that moment what it meant to you and what you'd gone through. And uh, it was a hell of a moment, man. It was a hell of a moment in, uh, you know, in my career. I've been to a lot of places. I've been to Jakarta with Tony Caruso. Yeah. I've been Brace for War with, with Mike Turner, light heavyweight champion, DFC heavyweight champion. I've, I've been to a fair few places and yeah. um, that was a huge moment. And I hope that you understand why everyone felt that way in that moment in time. But um, now that I've got you here, how did you feel in that moment in time? Did you did you understand what had happened? Did you understand why everyone was in such support of you? Um, I was. Things were a bit blurry at the time. Is yeah, it, is this an art like? Yeah, after, after the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really, really wasn't thinking. I was just, you know, I was, I was very, but, and I was a bit. I was a bit shocked to like, you know, everyone's chewing me on, everyone's like, mm. yeah, like, um, oh, I just, but it really, really meant heaps that people, like, people backstage were congratulating me, even um, Simon from Red Star yeah. congratulated me, it was, oh, it just, it just meant heaps as well, uh, like, it was just, it was just crazy support, it was just, wow, yeah, yeah. It was just what amazing. amazing. Yeah. How did you feel during the fight? Do you remember anything about the fight? Um, was it fun? It was, yeah. Um, I was very, I was very gun shy. Uh, you know, didn't didn't want to risk anything. Plus, didn't know what it was going to be like in there because because I I knew the dude. I knew Jacob Barron. Um, I used to train with him back at United, and um, he was always friendly with me. And and, and throughout the training camp, I'm like. 
shit, how am I going to do this? Because <laughs> I'm a friendly guy as well myself. Like, yeah. <laughs> you are. Yeah, Don't worry. So, you can say that. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, as soon as I got in the cage, I'm like, like, I was, had my eyes on him. I'm like, let's, let's go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Like, you did. I saw it. I saw yeah, it. As soon as, soon as I got in there, I'm like, here I am. I feel like I'm at, I'm at home. This is home right now. Mm. So, yeah. Wow. Yes. And you're looking forward to doing it again? Yes. I've, I've, my mentality has not changed. I still want to make a run at this. And I feel like I can hang with a month of best up there. You know what? Um, I was talking with Jackie today, this yes. morning. Obviously, you know Jackie very well. People yes. on the podcast know Jackie is the uh, culinary artist who makes all the baked goods. Yeah. But she's also a fighter. You yeah. know what I mean? And she's fought. Uh, she's she likes Muay Thai. She doesn't like MMA. She doesn't, well, she likes MMA. She doesn't like jujitsu and grappling. Yeah. That's not her thing. But she was speaking to me this morning, and and she wanted me to relay to you that your personality type, the type of the type of guy that's willing to grind through everything, you know, not not Mister Hyper Talent that doesn't have to try. You're you're the guy who has to strive and scratch and claw for every piece of progression that you get. Those are the characters who do make it. Right? Because they understand that hard work equals skill progression. And she wanted me to relay to you and echo this sentiment of exactly what you just said. Making that run and getting to the highest level, that's within your grasp. Because you know what it takes to get there. And, you're, and you do it every single day. And you said it before. You said it before, man. You have to fight demons and nervousness to get you into that academy. Yes. To get you to train. Because you have to rock up and fight beasts every day. Mm. I have to rock up to Tim Rogers and Taylor Betnars and PJ Van Guyen and the twins and Ryan. Ryan, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you have to rock up to those dudes every single day. Like, yeah, that's scary. And I know what that feels like. I had to do the same thing. Yes. You know what I mean? I had to rock up to Jarek Paynes and D- uh, Dave DeConti and Richard Blake and Mike Turner and Tom Crosby and Ant Bino and Tim Rogers. Like, I had to rock up to those dudes back in the day to get mm. my fat fight camps in. Yeah. It was scary as hell. You know what I mean? Dylan Opitz as well. Like, what, what a talent. You know what I mean? So, um, you, you can do it, man. I believe in it. I believe you can do it. And I'm glad to hear you say the words that yes. you want to do it. So, these are all your best traits and your best moments. But then you had to go on fart on Ryan. <laughs> when he was cutting weight. Yeah, I had to go on fart oh. on Ryan when he was cutting weight. <laughs> we just took the banter too far. Yeah. We're in the moment and you just let... Did you feel like you'd done something wrong? Uh, yeah, yes and no. <laughs> yes, yes and no. no. Yes you're and like, no. hey, yeah. you're like, I'm going to get back at you for every time you've ever punched me in the face, yeah. Ryan. Bam, just yeah. fart in his face. No, no, like, I wasn't really... Oh, I was uh, letting go all day. Like, you were? <laughs> I think it was all those. <laughs> I had I had a few protein bars. Like, oh uh, my god! That trip, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just let one out. And you're like, hey Ryan, you deserve that. Kid. You I deserve wasn't it. really thinking. Oh, uh, you know, I was just in a just in a funny mood. You, like you and you and Reese, like really encouraged me to let let the fizz out of me, sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, hey, whatever. You well, and Reese Smith. Uh, you know, our, one of our development heavyweights, man. You guys became really fast friends, and yeah. um, that w- what we're talking about is the Perth trip when Reese fought and mm. uh, Ryan fought yes. on Eternal's first all amateur card, the development series card, and um, that was just a, a fun trip where we all got to know each other really well, and and um, 
We shared a bed. You kept <laughs> hog- you kept hogging the covers. Oh. Uh, non-stop Evan Fizz Glucose fucking hogging the covers. That was very that was not one of your nicest moments, man. I was very cold. And it's your own fault that we had to cuddle as a result. You know? <laughs> and if you didn't like what happened next, then you know, it's your own fault for stealing the covers. Oh. Hey, we're both freaks here, man. You know what I mean? It's, it is what it is. It is what it is. What a trip that was, yeah. though. Did you have fun on that trip? Oh, definitely. I definitely did. It was, oh, it was a ball. Um, yes, it was a business trip, but um, it wasn't really business for me. Because I felt like it was on a holiday because it was got to do with something that that I loved doing. Like mm. with it had to do with MMA. It's something I was very passionate about. That's why I really wanted to go with you guys because um, yeah, because I'm I'm pretty close with all three of you. So I'm mm. like, why not? Why not go with these and experience this sort of fight trip sort of thing so yeah so yeah, yeah. So. and I, I think that and as I said I mean you and Reese became fast friends but you're part of Reese's support network so one of the biggest reasons that you were there was actually for Reese yeah and to make sure that he had a, a backbone of support mm-hmm. that was you at that point in time I don't know if you realised that you were playing that role for him at that point in time but that's mm-hmm. that's what you were doing you know and you were there for me as well I need people around me who I trust and, and who can support me I mean yeah you know, I'm not infallible. I have bad moments. I have trying and testing moments. You know, um, I remember going out <laughs> when we were in Perth. I went out and um, I had to get some tape. I think I had to get a, yeah. some extra tape for the guys to wrap their hands. Yeah. And when I'm on the way back, I just see Evan the Fizz Glucose walking down the street with Satsiki dripping down his <laughs> chin, and as he's munging into this massive gyros. And I'm thinking, gee, this is. A moment in time. This is Fizz in his element. You know, he's away yeah. on a fight trip, munching into a gyros, covered in grease and tzatziki. Like this might be Evan in his natural habitat. <laughs> I think this is where Evan actually comes from. I think this yeah. is how he was born. Like this is where he spawned from in this yeah. moment in time. <laughs> yeah, that was classic, man. Yeah. That was a classic moment. But yeah. you know, you said it yourself. You you are very passionate about MMA. Who, who are some of your favorite fighters? Well. Um... When I started watching MMA, UFC and stuff, my main influence, the main dude I, I used to watch heaps was, was Rampage Jackson. Ah. Yeah, so um, I was crazy about him for years. I watched Tony, Tony I used to watch a lot of a lot of Pride back in the day, like Pride, Pride FC and stuff. And and yeah, I, I really, what I liked about him was that his his personality outside of the cage. He seemed like he was a kid in heart, and um, and like and such a such a beast inside the cage. Like he, you know, you just like turn into a different animal once he gets in there. So that's why that's why I really really liked about him. So so you were so a Rampage yeah. Jackson guy. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> So you like yeah. Pride? You like, uh, like yeah. all the all the old school stuff like oh, yeah. Fedor and Kevin Randleman? And mm. what do you think of like Sakuraba and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, oh, he was uh, a true pioneer of the sport. Like for what he's done, he's fought the who's who of, of of that sport. So, I mean, of of that organization. So and in that era, yeah, that era, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. So um, he's he's up there with amongst the best of with the the MMA 
Um, yeah, so, so that's awesome, man. You've been you've been watching MMA for a long time. Yes. And I could ask you what you like outside of MMA. Like, I know you like video games and mm. stuff like that, but you you are an MMA historian. So let's let's progress. So there's pride, and then we progress on a little bit. And some of the bigger things that had happened around that time. Um, I know that like BJ Penn coming into the scene and Carlos Newton and Matt Hughes coming into the scene. There was that era of mm. the UFC. Yes, just after sort of like the initial inception of the UFC being the tournament format. Um, when did you come into watching the UFC? When when John Jones just became champion. Ah, yes. okay. So that was later on down the track. Yeah. 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 John Jones just became champion. But then yeah. did you go back and watch Ultimate yeah. Fighter and stuff oh, yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, um, because I didn't really have, I didn't really have much going back then. Like, mm. like I said, and uh, my coming from like uh, a Greek background, my my parents like like didn't let me do. I didn't have that much freedom back then. Yeah. So um, so what I did was I uh, tried to. I watched a, a shit ton of fights, like a yeah. shit ton of, from Pride, old old UFC stuff, or like I try to keep keep updates with the, the pay-per-views. Mm. Yeah, so that's what sort of, like, just kept me going and that, that's what, whatever I saw that stuff kept me pretty excited, mm. so, so, So yeah. as it started to evolve and progress yeah. a little bit more, yeah. um, were, there, were there any sort of current day fighters that you just looked at and went, yes, I get that, I understand that, I'm gonna be like that. Was there any, was there any sort of like, light bulb moment where you're like, okay, I'm gonna fight like that? Um, there was Sean Shirk and, and, um, Chad Mendes mm-hmm. at the time, because I, I feel like, uh, Frank Yeager, yep. Frank Yeager, I've been watching him for years. Mm. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, uh, he should be, uh, he's one of the pioneers of, of, of this sport, I believe, for, for what he's done, four and three weight classes now, and, uh, and someone I, I look up to as well. Um, cause he's he's like a little dude fighting big people as well, like, <laughs> and that's how you feel, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those those back then, those three guys, that's what I who I used to watch heaps as mm-hmm. well, um, because I I've got similar like body structure to them. So so yeah, I feel, that's why I feel like I I should fight similarly to mm-hmm. to them sort of thing. Yeah, and uh, what about locally? Local? Do you do you like any of our local guys coming through the ranks? Oh yeah, um, there's a lot of lot of fighters. Yeah, there I is. like up there a lot of lot of fighters. I'm I'm, I'm a fan of with the uh, the the local scene. Yeah, well, Alan Hartley is is uh, is one of them. He's up there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and uh, who else? Oh. No, I'm bad with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they're always yeah. looking at you, but I know yeah. we've talked about like uh, yeah. Anthony Pugliese in the past yeah. as well. Yeah, um, he's pretty high on your list, but I yes. think I think if we could just sit here and name everyone, yeah, <laughs> just name every name. Miles um, um, Simpson, Miles Simpson's up there. Obviously, uh, Tony Caruso for what he's not only what he's done for MMA, but with like he's been in. With the BJJ scene, 
Uh, he's, he's been involved with boxing. Like it, it's uh, so so crazy. Like what mm. what for what he's done for the sport and he's he's built uh, an, an a massive uh, fan base for himself. It's just wow. It's just well, yeah. Like, I can only agree done. with you with yes. that. And I know that you know we're involved in his community. Yes. You know his net of community that he's created, mm. and um, you know his family took me in. His family took you in. You know, they they treat us like family, and uh, it's a pretty special thing. And I think there's some really cool things happening just with the South Australian MMA community at the moment. I think it's being driven really heavily by those types of people. It's being driven really heavily by Miles and M16 mm-hmm. and Adam Jones and sort of the Declan Moody, Lachlan Warren network of of clubs that they're creating as well. Leo Aruda has always had a really big banner of clubs that are, you know, within his affiliations, like Terry Balboa Gym and Paolo's Gym, Jesse Hughes and uh, Peter Shea, who are now with, uh, they've now created Armour BJJ. Mm. Um, and sort of within that circuit is progressive BJJ as well. Yes. And, and it's cool. You know, it's it feels really cool. Like this whole network of gyms that don't have any egos and they just want to, get better and they're happy to see people do well and uh, you're a big part of that as well man and I hope that Trinity MMA is a good part of that as well you know we have our advanced open mats our, our club and cage is always open to people who want to come in and yeah, train definitely. Um, people have come in and trained to do their fight camps with us or mm. you know at least uh, get some a little bit of guidance a little bit of help mm. and just different bodies and different training yeah. as well so that always is really yeah. cool yeah it's nice and, uh, it's a nice time mm. isn't it it's a nice time in there uh, in jiu-jitsu and in MMA in this yes. state and um, we're, we've got really high hopes don't we yes yeah. how do you feel about what's happening with um, Apex and DFC right now oh it's uh, it's very good I, I hope they they pull it off yeah. fingers, <laughs> fingers crossed yeah no hiccups and yeah like it's uh, very nice that they've got a variety of things of uh, what's going on it's like a like a royal show of of Martial arts sort of thing. That's how I sort of see it, how what's what's going on. That's a really good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good way yeah. to put it. I yeah. like that. I'm gonna start yeah. using that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because um, you know, like whenever whenever like I go to DFC, like it feels like I'm feels like like it's my birthday or Christmas whenever I go to these <laughs> whenever I go to these events and and yeah, like it would be like a rural HO thing sort of thing mm. with this this thing so yeah uh, it's going to be massive right yeah and i can tell you right now there's been some interest in you people have been asking about what weight class you want to fight at people have been asking about you know potential matchups and things like this okay. so november 28 is the date fits yes and i know what you want to do with your life and what you want to do with your career so we can push forward towards that date yeah and i know that you will have the 1000 percent support of the entire fight community if you choose to go after that day yeah. as well does that make you excited yes <laughs> does, yeah. yes yes it does yes well that's good yes yeah. uh evan you're you've uh, you've always been my own personal hype man as well like whenever i make really bad jokes in the gym i need to take you around everywhere with me because you're just such a self-esteem booster for me I just hear this this cackling laughter in the background every time I make a really bad, bad joke. Usually when I make jokes, people have this reaction. Oh. 
Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's either too weak or too strong. You know what I mean? It's like either a really poor dad joke or a really dark, like ill-timed, not very funny joke. And people don't laugh, but you mm. laugh. Yes. And I thank you very much for that, Evan, because I need very that well. in my life. I need people to laugh <laughs> at my jokes because I'm not funny. So I need people like you to laugh at my jokes. Yeah. All right, man. Let's move on from that. Um, what do you like outside of MMA? This is one of the questions that, that came in uh, from a couple of people because they want to know what makes you tick. Alan Hartley, uh, Alan Hartley yes. asked me himself last week when I had him on the podcast, after I had him on the podcast, what does Evan like to do outside of MMA? Because you seem so MMA-centric. Um, uh, if I have any downtime, I just I like to play on my, my PS4, mm-hmm. like to watch comedy movies. Yep. Bit of, uh, bit of sci-fi as well, mm-hmm. bit of action sci-fi, aliens and stuff. Yep. Into, I'm into that, and um, I, I love being around with the team outside of the gym, like, mm. like, lunch, dinner, whatever, like, coffee, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I love, I just love being around with the team out, outside, outside yeah. the gym, like, you know, because, because. Um, I like to be around people that have the, the same interests and same goals as yeah. me as well. And um, I like, you know, I like to, I like to party as well. <laughs> I like to party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so cool, I man. To, you do. You've seen, you've seen me. I've yeah. seen you party. <laughs> okay. uh, so like after, I never party, right? You know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah. I, never, I never go out to any of the after parties or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, it's just not me, you know, I don't drink, I haven't had any alcohol since I was yeah. 18 years old, so it's kind of hard for me to integrate into those yeah. social situations, yeah. but I don't know what it is, every time Jim Crute comes to Adelaide, because, you know, one of our guys is fighting one of his guys, and it happens, you know, it was yeah. happening pretty frequently, yes. he forces me to go out to the after parties, he has this, like effect on me I think it's a love-hate relationship I remember when Brando he just beat Ricky Beecham and Jim Crute's in the cage shaking me like the look on his face is like why didn't you tell me why didn't you tell me this was gonna happen I'm like come come on man like what am I supposed to say but he forces me to come out to after parties I remember this one time we're walking from Adelaide Oval to the after party, which is like at HQ or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I have to go to HQ. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be great. You know what I mean? Very sarcastically. But yeah. we were walking with PJ Van Guyen and Levi, sorry, not Levi, Lee, Lee Jenkins, who were just like mandimes. You know what I mean? Just like the male models yeah. of the year. You know what I mean? Every, yeah. All the girls are looking at them. Yeah. And, you know, we stand like two heads shorter than those two dudes <laughs> yeah. as well. So yeah. like, we, they just stand out and we just shrink into the background. Yeah. We get to the after party and it's not the man dimes that that get after it immediately it's evan the fizz glicos <laughs> the first tall blonde-headed ring girl that he sees in the middle of the dance floor he is immediately immediately on it you are I'm just with all of the grace and honesty and and genuity that you have just going up to this beautiful blonde lady a beautiful blonde woman and the first thing that you say to her is are you on Facebook? no that is yeah. Evan the Fizz Glucose yeah. opening line are you on Facebook? you're amazing at it 
You're amazing at it. And you know what she said? Yes, Evan. Yes, I am on Facebook. Here's my Facebook. Here's my Instagram. Let's dance and have the best night. And that's how I'm going to tell that story. <laughs> that's exactly what happened in my yeah. life. You know what else happened on that night? It was friggin' salsa night or something like that. And Lee, Lee, <laughs> Lee Jenkins is amazing at salsa. And he yeah. just picks up some girl and just starts dancing. And yeah. we're, we're just standing in the corner like mm. some shy, terrible nerds that we are. But um, also, uh, after your first fight, we I put on a, a dinner for you. So I just asked you, hey, where do you want to go? We went to Taverna Messina, right? Yes. Uh, in Unley. Yes. And uh, a bunch of us went, like Reese and PJ, and that was the first time you met Jackie. And, you know, the whole team rocked up for you on that night. And your dad was there playing bazooki on that night. Yes. And I didn't know he was going to be there playing bazooki at the restaurant. And uh, there was also, you know, another a family. I think there, were, there was a, uh, an engagement party or yeah. something like that was going on. It was absolutely fantastic night. And um, every round of Utsu and every shot that was bought for us by the other table, I slid them all down to you. <laughs> now, I'm not an alcoholic and I don't advocate for people to drink alcohol apart from the fizz. Now, the fizz can hold his liquor as well. Like, I'm just trying to get him to say ridiculous stuff as a, as a drunkard. But you were pretty good, man. And I don't know how many shots you put away just on that night, but... <laughs> That was a fantastic night. What do you remember about that night? I bet you don't remember I anything. Think, I bet you blacked out in nah, the nah, pool nah. of your own vomit. No, nah, I, I, I remember some moments. <laughs> um, I reckon, nah, well, if I didn't have any dinner, I reckon, I probably would have been gone. Like, yeah. yeah. But lucky for the food, like, it helped, helped me, like, sustain myself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Food was good, too. Yeah, Do yeah. you go there much? I've been twice now. Uh, yes. Yeah, does but, your dad still he still play yeah, yeah he does he does so that, uh, just want to explain what the bazooki is for people who don't know uh, a bazooki is a Greek Greek guitar and yeah that's pretty much a Greek guitar yeah <laughs> it's just a Greek guitar yeah yeah it's a I think it's a, a traditional yeah. Greek instrument yes uh, that is like a guitar but it's yes. quite hard to play though yeah have you ever tried to play oh, I tried I tried a bit uh, but yeah did you well, have to go to Greek school I, I did do that a bit, but um, I went there with uh, relatives and all that. I didn't really pay attention as much because you know, we're kids. Yeah, right? and yeah. I had to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, ah oh, man, so, yeah. it's it was really fun to share that experience with you, man. And and you you deserved it. And you're a hundred percent right. You're one of those driving forces for you know getting the guys together outside of the gym as well because it's your family these are the people that you banter with your friends they brought you out of your shell uh, you know yeah. and there's there's a lot of love there yes. and there's a lot of respect there and you just want to keep that going you know outside the gym as well so I'm glad you know every time I see you outside uh, you know we've just sparred or we've just trained it's you who's like hey we're going for coffee or we're going to do this we're going to do that and look man we need people like that around yeah we really do you know Tony's another guy who's like that we need people like that around so I think one day what we're going to do is we need to do like a, a five on five or an eight on eight grappling tournament, which is just the Greeks versus the skips. But like I don't know who would win that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if it was me, you, Tony, Diego, and like Chris Fadinas, yeah. right? So that's five. Yeah. Versus Ant, Jake Chenoweth, Tim Rogers, Levi, and Mason. That's a close battle, right? <laughs> yeah. 
You know what I mean? We should do we should do a five on five <laughs> tournament. Greeks versus skips, oh. like Wogs versus Aussies, Wogs yeah. versus skips. How do you reckon it would go? Down? You come up with some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> this is this what this is what drives me to training. This <laughs> me talking shit. <laughs> I, you know what? Just that five on five. That's gonna be yeah. a heavy topic of debate <laughs> over the next few weeks because I think they'd win. Right? I think the skips might have us there. Oh, yeah. Do you reckon? Oh. Uh, no, I reckon we mm, Just. <laughs> yeah. That's close. Yeah. That's a close battle. All right, let's make it happen. In the, Inside the walls of Trinity MMA, five on five, uh, nations battle. But it's Greek rules, though, so we're all going to be naked and covered in olive oil. <laughs> no, I don't think they'll like that. Do you, you know, they don't? They no. won't, I think maybe that's too much to our yeah, advantage. Yeah, Tim, I see Tim... Tim uh, gone with that. Tim might like it. Tim might go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. man. Well, we're coming up to our uh, our five minute warning now, and every time we we get to this point, man, I, I always um, give an opportunity for the guests to say any thank yous. So, mm. is there anyone you'd like to thank? Oh, there's tons, too many, ton right? of people. Right. Pretty the, much everyone. Well, I would like to say thank you to the 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 entire coaching staff. For putting in time in me, for, for showing me showing me things and like just just help me out to to get get me in that cage sort of thing. So thank you for entire the entire um, coaching staff. You, Anthony Bono, Martin Chalupa, um, and uh, Jake Chanel with Lee Jenkins. Lee Jenkins has put in a lot of time in me to help progress my striking. Thank you very much to him. Uh, and also, thank you very much to to Tim Rogers. Uh, you know, I became very very close with him throughout the years, and um, he's always put in time with me, helped me progress whilst he was in fight camps. And I thank you very much to to Tim Rogers, uh, and uh, thank you for the the entire fight team. For, for helping me out as well and thank you for for, for being themselves I uh, just just means and thank you for all my family thank thank you for all my friends for all the support and the entire team for the support like means means heaps that's awesome to hear man <laughs> look I hope that during the course of this podcast I've helped everyone to understand and I've also helped you to understand why we call you the heart and soul of Trinity MMA fight team and the fight scene in general in South Australia. So my only thank yous today is to you, Evan the Fizz Glucose. Thank you for being you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. And I hope everyone has a fun listen to me ranting about how awesome you are and uh, get a little bit of insight into just who you are and what this all means to you as well. All right. Okay, guys, thank you very much for listening. Stay tuned for next week. We're going to be back, same bat time, same bat channel for all the bat fans out there.